This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shop First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. Alright, this week we're going to go back in time. Just, so says Huey Lewis. And we're going to talk about Back to the what about, Future. What about the news? Yeah, the news didn't say it. He told them. <laughs> um, Alright, yeah, 1985's Back to the Future. Directed by Robert Zemeckis. Written by Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale, starring Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, Leah Thompson, and the guy with keeps losing his hand, or does he lose his hand? Crispin Glover. <laughs> I, I don't know Biff's name. Let me look up Biff. You guys know it off the top of your head? It is. No. But he's uh, a Tom, Thomas F. Wilson. I said off the top of yeah, your head. Yeah, Thomas. Thomas. F. <laughs> well, I knew it at one point, so <laughs> therefore yeah. I was still claim cut. And. Um, Mark McClure as Dave McFly, who I'm pretty sure was Jimmy Olsen in Superman. I'm going to click on that right now just to make sure I'm not full of shit. Yeah, <laughs> Superman. He was, he was Jimmy Olsen. There you go. All and, right. then first, and then first girlfriend, who got replaced by... Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. Claudia by Elizabeth Wells. Chu. Yeah. yeah. And a bunch of other yeah. people. But, you know, Billy Zane. Pick up Billy Zane. <laughs> So right off the bat, before we get into it, this is probably one of my favorite movies of all time. So uh, I'm not going to break lead here. This is going to be a seven for me. I'm just then you guys know that right now. <laughs> um, but uh, it's just awesome. I, I didn't see this in the movie theater. This is still I'm still pretty young at this point, but I remember waiting in line with my mom to rent it from the video store. <laughs> like this is back in the day where they didn't have like 50 versions of a blockbuster it was like they had eight copies i remember we just go and do you have it no but some got to be returned at the next hour and so we just wait around and someone would return it and they'd just stand up over the wall who wants it <laughs> and <laughs> my mom remember she got jacked a couple times by people like stepping in front and taking them and then finally like, people felt sorry for mom and two kids and <laughs> gave them <laughs> to her um, it, it helped that you guys were crying at that point yeah probably and I, I remember the two movies that were hot right there were rocky four and back to the, <laughs> and back to the future. So. Oh man, that was a good uh, that was mm-hmm. a good month. Good year. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's it. I mean, I don't know. Would you guys, did you guys see it in the theater? Do you remember or? Uh, there's no way. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I would think. You guys are too young. Yeah. Um, VHS. Yep. VHS. And then. I mean, I, I do remember. <sighs> I definitely saw the second and third ones in the theater. Yeah, me too. So. Mm-hmm. Probably not the first one, though. And let's talk about that. So I just watched it. Um, I have a digital. Um, I downloaded the trilogy. There was a sale a few years back, so I got all three movies for pretty cheap. And um, I usually watch it, but then, you know, turn it off pretty quick. I didn't notice that the To Be Continued was not at the end of my version of the movie. 
I was like, what the fuck? Was that not on the original, original cut? And I looked it up, and it wasn't. It was only, okay. when, it, only when it came out on VHS, which was 80, uh, 86, I guess. And by that point, they knew they were going to sequelize it, so they put in the... Uh, mm. They George lucas it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what's cool about that is, I mean, nowadays people complain about cliffhangers and stuff. Like, as a kid, that was the first time I remember a cliffhanger. It was just, we'd go to school and talk... It said to be continued. What's going to happen? What is <laughs> and, you know, it's such stupid stuff. Is it going to be called the he... future and back? I don't know. <laughs> it's, what if he goes back and watches dinosaurs? Yeah, it was, it was all the speculation as the first time I remember a movie. Because I was too young for Star Wars to know they were setting up sequels and stuff like that. And so that one I just remember. To be continued. The greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I guess before we get to the list, the things that everybody knows, I'm sure that uh, Michael J. Fox was not the original uh, per, pl- person cast to play Marty. It was Eric Stoltz. And I guess like after a month of shooting, they decided to can him, basically. And mm-hmm. uh, he and Spielberg didn't you know didn't direct this, but he was a producer. And I guess it's one of the times where he, he earned his producing credit by... Because in 85, this is the height of Spielberg, right? And he mm-hmm. went and said, back Robert Zemeckis and said, okay... We need to make this move, and they agreed. They weren't going to argue with Spielberg at that time, and allowed him to replace. And Michael J. Fox was like, I guess, still doing Family Ties. So he'd do Family Ties in the day, and then sleep for an hour on the way to Back to the Future. Do Back what? to the Future, and so so was that the reason why it wasn't him at first because of scheduling conflicts? I think or did they, they, or did they cast Stoltz at first? Either way, it sucks for Eric Stoltz. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I don't know the reason why it wasn't originally Michael J. Fox. Like maybe they didn't even interview him because maybe he broke out during Family Ties between the time they cast and started shooting. I don't know. I don't know that part. But uh, did did they recast the girlfriend too because of that? Not sure about that either. I mean, okay. like for Claudia Wells or later on when they did Elizabeth Shue. Uh, Claudia Wells. Yeah, I don't know. I just know like uh, the scene where he goes to 1955 for the first time and you know the music's playing and he's kind of wandering around that was all already done with eric stoltz and they had to redo that with um michael j fox and i was told there's a couple scenes where it's still eric stoltz like behind the back shots and stuff like that where you can it's him but i've never been able to pick that out it's like um, it's the well, scene when they the... have like a giant disfigured head how could you not tell oh, don't talk about that. that guy freaks me out still to this day <laughs> et who looks worse, him or Cher now? Hey, oh, oh, gee, his age. So savage. So I mean, he's he's in the the scene when the guy pulls his dong out. <laughs> That's Teen Wolf. <laughs> That's Eric. Oh. Eric Stoltz got his room. Yeah, was that it? Was him in the background. Yeah, yes, Eric Stoltz. <laughs> you can see all his pubes. <laughs> By the way, Teen Wolf also came out in 1985. So. I wonder if the the drapes match the pubes. So, uh, I guess we're going to a little one more thing before we get into it. Uh, so, you guys were young. So, what do you remember Michael J. Fox from first? Family Ties, this, Teen Wolf? This. He's <sighs> from Family Ties. Yeah. I didn't watch any Family Ties. <laughs> it's, a sh- it's a white show with white people problems. It, it was. <laughs> I was living in Mexico at the time. I didn't care. I, 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 I do care remember this little episode. Republican bastard kid. I don't know. I do remember the episode where, uh, uh, like, 
the black family moves in like next door, and it's actually it was like a really dark episode where they. Hey, <laughs> I didn't mean it like that, Scott at gmail.com. I didn't. I didn't mean it like that. Uh, no, the their their house gets vandalized, and uh, Alex goes over there to warn them that his parents are going to be over there to help them protest. <laughs> that was like the only funny thing in the episode, because his parents are hippies. That's why he was such a hardcore Republican because they were hippies. <laughs> That's what happens. Like Pat Oswald said, like you got to yeah. be the most boring square parent you can be. So your kids will grow up to be cool. <laughs> well, it doesn't get squarer than me, so. Hey, but Mallory and Tina Southers, whatever, didn't turn into yeah. Rush Limbaugh. Well, no. Uh, Mallory married Mick? Nick? Yeah. Nick? Yeah, and that guy was a total... <laughs> you know, but that... that they changed, nightmare. Yeah, but she didn't turn into a square like her parents, or like the opposite of her parents, like you were saying with Marty. Oh, uh, yeah. Or Alex Keaton, I guess. That's true. But she still, she lashed out with Mick. It's true. And then Tini Yothers' character committed suicide in late seasons. That didn't actually happen. I oh. just made that. Oh, I was like, holy crap. <laughs> Man, this show took a turn. Yeah. Trying to get the ratings back. <laughs> turn into school ties. <laughs> Jeez. Whoa. Um, all right, let's get into it. Um, so, number seven. Number seven. Oh, we're supposed to do seven? Shit. Just kidding. So, this movie, for number seven, is just when I watched it again the other day. It's just so 80s, and I love it. And it's not fake 80s, because it was filmed in the 80s. It wasn't trying to be what we think the 80s are supposed to be. But I just remember it. The Walkman, the the hand, the, the awesome camcorder that's the size of your upper half of your body. Mm-hmm. Those... This, this is that the rare, this is the exception to the 80s fucking blue rule. <laughs> Like I can watch this without being annoyed by all the, the stuff that was clearly from the 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the hair... It's a, it's a credit to everything, yeah. His hair is not that bad. I mean, his sister is dressed pretty damn goofy in the beginning of this movie. Um, and so is... I mean, uh, he, I mean, he's wearing, like, the suspenders for no reason. Yeah. Well, I was to say his vest. <laughs> I remember yeah. my dad having a vest like that. Well, boring. Dork thinks he's gonna drown. <laughs> Jump ship. Um, <laughs> So yeah, oh, the calculator watch that beeps, you know, the high-end technology. Um, so there you go. But like I said, it feels his, his 80s. His truck, his, his dumb truck that's supposed to be badass at that He's point. Screws, yeah. I love that truck. <laughs> <laughs> that's bro truck, bro. Um, so yeah, the fact that it, it feels like the 80s because it was filmed in the 80s and it's not over the top. So there it is. No, over the top starred uh, uh. Sylvester Stallone was about armor. <laughs> that's true. So yes, it definitely wasn't about that. Ooh. All right, Alex, number seven. My number seven is I didn't get what was going on, of course, when I was younger. But for all intents and purposes, Biff was going to rape Leah Thompson. Yeah. And that just, that rubs me the wrong way now. I mean, it's not a deal breaker. I still love the movie very much. But on, I, I had to be really nitpicky. for I had to find at least a couple things that I didn't like. And this is like, ugh. yeah, it's rough. I mean, she gets saved, but it's still really traumatic. Yeah, I mean, it's got to got to put some kind of threat in there, right? Yeah, but she was probably drunk, so that's why she got over it so quick. <laughs> Did you drink too, <sighs> Calvin? You sound like my mother. <laughs> All right, Scott, number seven. My number seven is uh, the. <laughs> 
the joke uh, that he makes after he sneaks into his father's room late at night to try to get him to straighten up and fly right as it were. The, uh, <laughs> the silencer thing, my name is Darth Vader. I'm an extraterrestrial from oh. Planet Vulcan. Dude, that's not higher on your list. That's my number three. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Sorry. Sorry <laughs> I love about it. That. <laughs> no, it's fine. Yeah, that was, and he's got the, the, the hazmat suit on. and Freaking Van and he, Halen and on his, his tape. Yeah, and he, yeah, he blasts the... Yeah, and his dad's such a doofus that he doesn't even think twice about any of it. Well, he has the comic book right next to him. He turns it around slowly. Huh? <laughs> I come from the planet Vulcan. <laughs> My name is Darth Vader. And he's got the uh, the hair dryer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Tucked in his belt. Uh, that's awesome. Which is a good segue. It leads to my number uh, six is when he first comes or goes back in time and the family goes out and views him in the DeLorean. You know, that's one of the main reasons they probably had it was a DeLorean. So you can have the doors that open up and you have the flashing lights and he comes out in the hazmat suit. It's an alien. And then they come back and it's Marty has the mask up. He's already turned to transform into human. Or I forgot the word he says. He's already mutated into human form. <laughs> Take that, you mutating son of a bitch. Yeah. And the bit of physical comedy by Michael J. Fox when he the first shot like goes by his head and then he trips back into the barn. Ah, oh, so good. <laughs> Sorry about your barn. Yeah. And then just to tie that when now I won't say I won't spoil it because you guys may have it later on. But there it is. Going back in time, the first time in the the scared the scared family. What about the old couple? Yeah. <laughs> oh God! Oh. Yeah, don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> The guy looks so clueless. He was yeah. Old man. Oh, he's just trying to help a guy out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Scott, number six. My number six is the score. Uh, Alan Silvestri here. It's one of the all-timers for me, uh, as far as movie scores go. Um, it, it really makes some of the, the, the action scenes, as it were. Uh, like Especially the first time he... Um, takes the DeLorean back in time, and the score is going full blast. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it's just kind of iconic at this point. So yeah, number six, the score. And I I guess I hope they don't steal this one and add to it the the couple Huey Lewis tracks. I think that goes along with the '80s. Those two songs I think add to it. Yeah, my, my it's the power of love. Yeah, Alan Silvestri, like that guy, if he didn't do his thing during the time of John Williams would probably be number one. Yeah. It's kind of always been overshadowed, but anytime a movie is not John Williams and you like the score, it's probably Silvestri. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much. All right, Alex. My number six is another thing that I kind of didn't like. It's that they had the big cliffhanger beforehand, and then they go, uh, was it Marty's dad, George McFly, goes back to the dance after, you know, the big scene that's on my list later. And then some <laughs> the Shermanator pretty much just cuts in and takes Leah Tomlin or uh, <laughs> or Kenny, but uh he just cuts in and just starts dancing with uh, Lorraine and he just starts walking off. It's like, "What?" I know they had to build up the thing and the invisible hand. So I mean, it was overall a cool scene, but it was like a double cliffhanger type of thing. So, uh, I don't know. 
it's good and bad. Yeah, I see what you're saying, but I like the fact that it's not just he's kind. He's a changed person. It's not just one punch. He he almost reverts back to his old nature, and then he comes back for her. So I do like it. It's it's definitely the scene before that is obviously the real climax of the movie. Like not not even the climax of the movie, at least with his character, his art. Yeah. um, Yeah, I can see where you're coming from, but I also like the fact that it shows him how easily he can go back to what you know we're comfortable with, but he doesn't. in the fact that you said Shermanator, I thought the same thing. What is <laughs> Shermanator? Shermanator. He just shoves his face in. And Marty comes back and plays at full blast. Yeah. Um, all right. Don't let me forget. There is my, my only negative. If you guys don't mention it, I'll say later on. But it's not top seven. Um, all right. I like uh, the whole save the Cake. clock. <laughs> the whole save the clock tower thing like this movie is so like nothing's thrown away we kind of talked about this i think in um kung fury whatever the hell that movie was kung, you kung fu hustle kung and fu, uh, yeah and uh hot fuzz yeah just that you know he's <laughs> he's trying to kiss his girlfriend the lady interrupts him with the flyer and she's like yeah whatever and, but he can't throw it away because she writes her phone number on there and I mean, nowadays, like you can't even do that anymore. You write people's phone numbers down, and it's just, I like that. So he has to save it. And I mean, I will. I love this movie. You can't take the science. I mean, obviously, lightning strikes in less than a second, so the clock tower didn't have a second hand. There's all these things, right? <laughs> but that principle, I just, oh, it's so good. The why would he have this flyer? Her writing her name down, the way it comes back later. Um, awesome. I love the way these things tie together, and that's one of the good ones and i also like watching this again how many movies was like the dad just of the, of the daughter just in the car just looking at the boy and they're all just like in these i guess i'm thinking of karate kid maybe that's the only one i could think of but just it is mean, that boy from Reseda? <laughs> yeah it's i don't know like they seem to always be in some kind of like track suit in a 80s bmw just looking out and he's i don't even know if this guy was doing that but it just reminded me of that uh, I'll save it for later. And that's it. Number five for me. Scott. All right. Uh, number five is uh, Biff. Uh, so other than, as Alex pointed out, the kind of rapey scene, um, he's generally a, a great villain. Um, and even then, he's still hateable, so yeah. I guess mm-hmm. he was still doing his job. Uh, but yeah, he's just such a schmuck. <laughs> um, you know, The only thing he's got on McFly is that he's just bigger He's a goon, basically. So, uh, but he but he still manages to make him like really funny because, uh, like, what a moron he is. So, uh, yeah, I always like like Biff, like one of the the stronger uh, villains, uh, especially for a trilogy. So yeah, my number five. Yeah, agreed. I mean, he is kind of, I want to say over the top, but he's definitely playing up to that. He's just a bully, right? There's no real uh, background to him. There's no real depth to him. But for this kind of movie, you kind of have to have that, right? And he, he plays it, I think, perfectly. And, uh, yeah, just throughout. He, he takes his beatings, but he keeps coming back. And I guess the only thing... You guys mentioned the rapey thing. Why would they keep this guy around at the end of this movie? 
You know, oh, but if it wasn't for him, we never would have fell in love. Yeah, because yeah, he tried to rape you. Why are you washing your car now and around your yeah, daughter? Yeah, that's it's kind of weird. <laughs> like, yeah, that that is that is really weird. I know we have to tie the story together and see see how everything's changed from the beginning of the movie where he's yelling at him and stuff. But... Oh, hey, Marty. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was just I was just starting on the second coat. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's good, but if you think about it, you're like you would not have this rapey guy around your wife and kids later in future life. No. So, but it was the 80s. And we're through the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and 80s. I don't know. All right, Alex. What are you at? Number five? Number five. Uh, Johnny Be Good. I love that scene. I love that song, first of all. I love that whole scene. Everything. <laughs> and there you go. He goes a little bit too metal. Yeah. <laughs> Towards the end of it. Uh, I guess over, I never ever really thought of this, but a little bit of whitewashing going on, saying that. <laughs> White boy went back in time and created Johnny B. Good. It was just they were just having fun. They obviously um, played homage to the fact that it was Chuck Berry. And, right. But speaking, yeah. speaking of which, yeah, R.I.P. Chuck Berry. Yeah. Passed away. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's a great scene. I'm gonna say yeah. that for everything. But. And the dude just <laughs> he hands him the guitar. He just looks at it. <laughs> Like, holy shit, did that sound just come out of this guitar? And then it looks back at Marty. Awesome. Yeah. And him, like, telling the, the <laughs> these guys, try to keep up with the pace. Like, yeah, these guys yeah. know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Um, my number four, just um, in the cast in general, I kind of mentioned it earlier there on the top, but I think from... From, obviously from Christopher Lloyd and Michael J. Fox, but even Leah Thompson and Crispin Glover, and as you just said, Biff, perfect. I don't know. Them playing, it's funny that they're all pretty much the same age, but they play, with exception of Michael J. Fox, they all play two different versions of themselves. The makeup really doesn't hold up these days when you watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> but, eh, I'm over it. Um, it's better than them doing some crappy CGI. I don't you know, but CGI grandpa or something. I don't know, but. I don't know. I can't see anyone else in these parts, but Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd. And this is like people who knew Christopher Lloyd from Taxi and other things. But for me, this is... I knew him from this, and then later on, Roger Rabbit. That's how I know this guy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so it was just cool. Like, that's all. He's Doc Brown to me. I think he's always been Doc Brown and Judge Doom. So. Um, and even to this day, I mean, I haven't seen much uh, Leah Thompson stuff or like Howard the Duck and... What else has she been in? I know she's been in a bunch of stuff, but stuff that I haven't seen. Uh, some some kind of wonderful. It was one of the old John Hughes. Okay. But she actually had Eric Stoltz in it. Mm. Nice. And Chris McGlover. Well, that guy's a weirdo. And Hot Tub Time Machine. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep. Um, yep. So just the cast. Alex, or Scott, number four. Damn it. <laughs> I was trying to do uh, one whole episode without doing that, but nope. Uh, my, my number four, um, this is going to be kind of a two-parter, uh, but, uh, or with, with one of my other ones, but that his dad's a pervert. <laughs> so, <laughs> He's a peeping Tom. Yeah, so you, it's, I think, one of the, the great uh, points of this movie, like the concepts, is going back. So you literally go back in time, and your parents aren't who you think they are. <laughs> yep. And in this case, his dad is a literally a peeping Tom. <laughs> so uh, that well, that was great, like just that that shock that this super mild mannered 
kind of milquetoast guy that you see at the beginning of the movie um, is still that in the past, but he's also a pervert. <laughs> and this is the guy that's your dad. Like, I, yeah. I don't know how you would react to that, but it's it's a great concept. Yeah, it is. And it's one of those things, you know, parents say, do what I say, not what I do, because yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, for the reasons like that. And I, you're probably too part of it's going to be Lorraine later on, I'm assuming. But um, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. I'll say that scene. With, <laughs> I hit one of them, one of them crazy kids yeah. in front of my car again. Like, what the <laughs> yeah. hell happened in the 50s? Are people just like jumping in front of cars? I don't know. Um, but when his well, they were hit, rel- hit... relatively new invention, the car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when his head hits the, I got to turn away every single oh, time when his yeah. head hits the asphalt. Like, God damn it! Put a helmet on or put a. It looked so bad. Yeah, it looked like he didn't have any padding at all back there. I know. That's well, pretty good makeup, but if he did that for reals, just goddamn. I don't even know. Maybe it's a stunt head, because now I just I turn away. I can't watch <laughs> it. I don't, even, <laughs> I don't even know anymore. But Yeah, it's pretty brutal. I've never seen purple underwear before. Yeah. He's a peeping Tom. <laughs> um, if All right. There's nothing I want to talk to. So do you guys have the fact that it's 30 years we're already more in the future than it was when this thing went in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Is this on your list at all or no? No. All right. It's so, kind of depressing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's my flying cars? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, not only that, but like hoverboards. Uh, well, those are kind of coming. So when you watch this, whatever, when we watch it, we're probably like, you guys are all like, we're all like nine or ten years old. We probably probably saw this. It seemed. All right, just imagine your kids now watching watching um Back to the Future. Yeah, or or not even Back to the Future, like a movie now. I don't even know how to describe this, but like it's just amazing like newspapers and like what I don't even know how to describe what I'm to say. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. Like so lot... so, so I, I get what you're saying, Jeff. Like us watching Hackers now is horrible, but imagine somebody <laughs> No. Cuz that's trying to fake. But like Watching okay, a movie well, that's set in the present, and then watching it like later, years to come. No, what? I don't know. I'm saying multiple things here. I'm being weird. But okay, so when we watched <laughs> it, what was weird about what was old? Like the cars yeah. looked different. People were dressed differently. Um, like I remember the full suit, the guy going to the gas station, a bunch of people coming out and take checking your car. But if the phones were still basically the same, cars were still cars. Um, you still. Uh, you wrote stuff down in pen and paper. Um, you danced at your high school. Like I don't know what has is it much has that much more changed between eighty five and two thousand fifteen versus fifty five and eighty five. Like we know with I internet see, and cell phones. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Okay. Um, I still think yeah, there's yeah. a bigger difference between fifty five and eighty five than eighty five and twenty fifteen. Think so? Well, so, I don't so, know. It might be the same, but in different ways. So. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, there's, there's way more going on <laughs> with with the internet now. There's just stuff people never had to deal with before. Yeah, like Doc Brown makes a whole portable portable recording studio in the palm of your hands. But like, imagine now, like a cell phone. Like if you showed Doc Brown of '85 an iPhone, what the hell would he think, right? Or that's true. Uh, he probably you... in '85 he'd probably say, well, that's the next logical conclusion. Maybe, but if you showed that the 55 Brown, yeah, I think he'd die of, die of a heart attack. <laughs> That's possible. 
Wait, I also like the fact that he goes, you know, he says who's president. He's like Ronald Reagan. He's like what? The now, but now it's like who's president? Donald Trump. What? Yeah. <laughs> What's more unbelievable that an actor became president or that clown? Yeah. Gonna have to yeah. say we are, we are living in the Biff timeline. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It's fucking bullshit. Really, Arnold Schwarzenegger was we are in the Biff governor timeline. of California. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's got an almanac hidden in his safe. That's true. That's how he made his fortune. God damn it. Things are starting to make sense now. Yeah. It wasn't real estate all this time. Cubs Cubs won finally. Yeah. Against Miami? No, It wasn't Miami, but it was so close to being accurate. It was two years off. Woffed. One year off. Woffed. Because 2015 is Back to the Future 2, and the Cubs won in 2016. Yeah. That's crazy. Anyway. Anyways. uh, Yeah, sorry. I've derailed him this big time. (laughs) That's fine. Uh, maybe we had a time machine we can go back and redo it, but we don't. So whoever's turn it is, talk now. Number four, I really the the most like one of the most iconic things about this film is just the fire streaks as soon as the DeLorean goes back in time, and they go through Doc Brown's and Marty's feet in between their legs. That was amazing when I first saw it. I mean, the effect really doesn't hold up now, but it was incredible. I think the effect still holds up pretty well. It's probably just gasoline on the ground. <laughs> no, not the first when the car disappears and the streaks go actually animate in between their legs. That's oh, an effect. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Once they cut away to a different angle and then it's, yeah, gasoline or some sort of fuel like lighting, lighting up the ground. But that was awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. So if you were Doc Brown, is the first time doing this, would you have balls to stand in front of your car? <laughs> no, <laughs> that Absolutely was incredibly not. stupid. <laughs> yeah, like what if your time machine like misfired for Pete's sake? That was the test run. Yeah, and then he, it's like Marty was doing the smart thing to kind of sidle away, and then Brown <laughs> yeah. just looks at him. <laughs> You're gonna see some serious shit. <laughs> oh damn it! That was a good cussing moment. It was. Go, go back in time. Put that on my list. <laughs> yeah. Or, what the hell is a gigawatt? Right, <laughs> that's probably the biggest blunder in this whole movie. They call it gigawatts. You know, well, maybe yeah. the, in, in 85, they changed it to gigawatt. I got gigabytes of hard drive space. Oh, maybe that's why Marty was confused, because he thought it was gigawatt. <laughs> but Doc Brown said gigawatt, the 50s pronunciation of the word. Tom, how could I be so reckless? What am I supposed to do here? <laughs> it's impossible. Have you guys been to the um, Twin Pines Mall or Lone Pines Mall that, <laughs> where, they, where they filmed it? <laughs> no. Because you know it's right around here. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's it's the uh, the Galleria? No, that's Commando. That's where that John Connor kid is at. I thought Commando was the, the, uh, the main place. No, main place no. was uh, Kindergarten Cop. Oh, that's yeah. right. Come on, man. The gallery, Sorry. I think, is a bunch of it's yeah, it's T two, but I think it's also Commando. This one's like up kind of in like in Industry City, I believe, up in that area, like Pomona. Okay. So not too far from us. And I know in 2015 they actually had an event out there where they actually brought the a prop car there, and they had the van, and they kind of changed the front sign to Lone Pine Mall and stuff like that. But yeah, I've never been. <laughs> Lone Pine. My pines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crazy old Peabody. 
He had this right. obsession with pine trees. <laughs> um, yeah, my top three are pretty good. So since this is not a particular scene, it's just a, a theme. I love the fact that when I watched this as a kid, I liked it for totally different reasons than I do now. As a kid, it was just fun seeing, you know, Michael J. Fox doing fun stuff, an adventure, car, cool car, Doc Brown, um, stuff like that. But then when you go back and you watch it as an adult, just seeing, yeah, like, wouldn't that be the coolest? Not, I don't know it would be the coolest thing, but an interesting thing to see how your parents, like, fall in love and uh, all that, just seeing them as as youths, whether they find out how pervy or... <laughs> Did you say you <laughs> drunk and on whatever they do? Yeah, <laughs> I just love the fact that you watch it through different eyes, as, or at least I do, as I went watch as a kid through. Now watching it as an adult, um, I mean, you, you never want your your mom to come on to you and everything, but the fact that <laughs> that, that uh, you know you got to see them as teenagers, you wish you could do that without interfering, I guess. Would be thing, but so just, just stalking them carefully when you go back in time. It just, uh, how bad is, they did the same stupid shit you did, if not worse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yep. I think that's probably why I don't watch many Pixar movies, but I know why people like them, is because the kids like them for one reason, parents like them for another, usually, right? And yeah. Movies, when movies do that, that's a pretty awesome thing. Agreed. All right, Scott. All right, my number three uh, picking up where I left off from the dad being the proof <laughs> is that his mom's a freak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not only does she try to jump his bones, like the second she finds him <laughs> and brings him home. You <laughs> act like I've never parked before. Yeah. Then there's that, that scene. Oh, <laughs> oh man. And they're all uh, callbacks to stuff that happened like, in the first 10 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I never don't go around calling <laughs> boys and parking with boys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, again, like like you said, Jeff, the do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that she. <laughs> that's that's even that's like even worse than finding out your dad is like a peeping tom. It's finding out that your mom was like banging everybody in <laughs> high school class. Like, well, they don't say she's banging everybody. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's implied. Connect the dots. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that when. What what were you doing out there when Dad hits you with the car and he, he pretends like he doesn't hear the question? Cause like, oh what? What line? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, Coke bottle glasses. It's a greased up hair. Jesus. Yeah, you're like okay, he is a weirdo, but that one he deliberately missed, did not hear because he didn't want to answer the real question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what was it, George? Bird watching? What Lorraine? <laughs> Bird watching. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned this earlier. Jesus Christ, you smoke too? <laughs> it was the 80s. I'm surprised she did. No, I guess because they wouldn't have had it in the 50s. But she, <laughs> Coke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, they had reefer. Yeah, yeah reefer. she's in the back of the car with, <laughs> with the band That's smoking band. reefer. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, I want to mess she with was, any reefer addicts. <laughs> she was smoke, she'd be smoking something. I don't think it'd be reefer. Come on now. What? Oh, sorry. This is a kid podcast. <laughs> I mean, she got. Did I tell you she was on some? I think it was the Nerdist podcast where, for some reason, they never put her in like crazy role or roles. They always think of her as a certain type. She's like, "What the hell? I try. I tried to bang my own kid and I fucked a duck. What else do I have to do to like to get out of this?" <laughs> so, but yeah, 
Nice one, Scott. Mm-hmm. Alex? Uh, my number three was a whole planet Vulcan scene. Okay. Awesome. All right. Uh, my number two is the skateboard chase in the 50s with Marty okay. and... And what the hell is that? Punching Biff and the whole that whole scene leading up to George McFly reading off his thing, saying you are my density and <laughs> Lou, give me a milk. <laughs> yeah, give me chocolate. chocolate milk. <laughs> yeah. And him ripping the little that thing off the guys whatever those kids were using, milk crate scooters with metal wheels. I don't even know what see that's something where I have no idea what that is. That's so behind our time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um uh, yeah, just the whole chase. And like I was gonna say that set for those of you who have been to Universal Studios um, on the West Coast, and I don't know if they have the same thing over in Florida, but that is a backlot set. That, I don't know if it was – do you know if it was made just for Back to the Future and they just keep redressing it or uh, – I got to think they yeah. use it for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Back to the Future is the main one with the, the clock tower and everything. Yeah, the clock tower. And that whole thing, there's filmed on set. And I always loved – I haven't been to Universal Studios in years, but that was always one of my favorite parts of that tour is seeing the – Back to the Future thing, and I think when I was a kid, we went, and it was just after Back to the Future Two, so they had all the future stuff up. I remember seeing that, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, when I took the tour when I was a kid, they actually had uh, a couple of those big round bombs, bombs from uh, the Shadow, <laughs> rolling around. <laughs> For whatever reason, they just kept them back there. <laughs> the tour guide yeah. didn't even didn't even acknowledge them. <laughs> I was like, hey. I know that from that terrible movie, The Shadow. <laughs> the Shadow knows. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the whole the whole chase, um, the end with him getting the... I mean, he was going to flat out murder Marty, by the way. That's one of those things in movies where that was going to be vehicular homicide where he was trying to push him into the car of mm-hmm. crap. And... But there he goes, Marty. He's such yeah. a dream. Isn't he a dream? Poor Biff. Not poor Biff. Poor, poor George. George. <laughs> I hate manure. <laughs> yeah, I hate manure. <laughs> so. Skateboard chase. Noise. Scott, number two. All right. My number two is the... <laughs> Despite the, <laughs> the... The unnecessary and uncomfortable rape part of it, the... Uh, the get your damn hands off her. Uh, hey, you. Yeah, so, so seeing his, his dad finally stand up for himself, uh, it's not just cool because it's vital to the plot and him not being erased out of time altogether, but uh, to see that character come around and stand up for himself and Biff see his, get, at least in part, his comeuppance uh, is is great. Um, you know, it, was, it was like seeing the little guy stand up for himself. Um, in this case, like they, they had that Right before they get in the fight, uh, you know, Biff is standing like right in his face. He's like a head taller. So yeah. that guy really is like physically more imposing. <laughs> so they, they did a good job with that. And uh, yeah, I just liked him finally doing doing what he needed to do to make sure that he could bone <laughs> <laughs> Marty's mom. So mm-hmm. yeah, this, this is, is my number one. Yeah, me too. Okay. <laughs> Much like the Karate Kid, it's the the villain that sells the punch, and man, with with the editing also, because it does like a half spin and then he does a full spin on the next cut, it really sells it. Yeah, 
and, and just everything he, everything you guys just said. It's just him standing up for himself, and not only standing up for himself, standing up for you know his his his, his girl, or not even his girlfriend, but the girl he loves, the girl he wants to be with, and um. <laughs> I love that for a couple seconds after he punches Biff, he's just looking at his fist like, whoa, <laughs> violence is the answer. <laughs> you know, but it is a cool shot because it is, it's not just for her, it is for himself too. And I think that was the shock yeah. in his fate. Like he was so happy, like proud of himself, like shocked and proud of himself. And mm-hmm. um, Yeah, I love it. I love the fact that I think most people do like that. So later on in Back to the Future 2, you get to see it again, but from a different angle. I always like that in Back to the yeah. Future 2. Um, but yep. Yeah. George, that's my number one, so... Well, we still have to do your number two, right? Alex, go. Yes. Uh, the DeLorean itself. Okay. Like, at the time I, s- I saw this movie, this was the coolest car ever. And I didn't know it was even a real car. But I was like, wait a minute, they're in you know, production, driving around in the world out there, these cars? It's amazing. Without all the cool stuff on it, but... Awesome. Yeah. I love that car. Have you ever seen one driving... Yes. You have? Yeah. Once. I've never seen him. I see him like parked in people's driveways and stuff, but I've never actually seen one movie. Yeah, I don't know that I have either. <laughs> no, yeah. It's in, uh, I want to say it was in Garden Grove that I saw one driving around. But, it would be. Yeah. Strawberry Festival? <laughs> no. <With the> float? <laughs> not, the, not the Strawberry Festival. <laughs> It was like the guy who played the mayor and um, Goldie Prince Wilson. Was, yeah, Goldie Wilson and <laughs> I like Prince the sound of that. What was his name? Skinner's. Uh, that's Simpsons. Jesus Christ. Yeah. What's um? Yeah, Strickland. it was Skinner. No, Strickland. Oh, Strickland. Yeah. You're a slacker. <laughs> Jesus, didn't that guy ever have hair? <laughs> that was a great <laughs> line. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, we already did my number one. So Scott, what's your number one? All right, my number one is uh, like Alex already mentioned. I don't know if Jeff did but the the flames on the ground, uh, particularly the very end uh, when he's racing to get there when the like when the lightning strikes the clock. Uh, that seeing the fire go down the street uh, and just like the streets just still other than the fire and it kind of curves around a little bit is is pretty rad. It was a it was a great shot. Yeah, awesome. And then uh, Doc Brown just screaming in celebration that he did it. Yeah. And then Marty comes running down yeah. the street. <laughs> yeah, I'm back from the future. <laughs> I always thought that they filmed that at the same time. It was like because they knew they were going to do a sequel because they had the two be continued sign. But then now that I found that they didn't have that originally, then I they probably didn't right uh, they reshot the end of that part when he's running down the street to look at the clock tower that whole part was completely new okay that's a great scene <laughs> yeah but now i'm back from the future <laughs> and he faints yeah that's the end that's the very end of two right yes yeah because <laughs> it ends with him like doc brown faints right and he's like fanning him trying to wake him up I end up in the old west fixing wagons. <laughs> what what is the, the thing that listener Matt always quotes from the Family Guy, where they they do a spoof on 
on Back to the Future where Doc Brown comes back and is like, <laughs> Oh, Marty, your daughter Mary's a black guy. <laughs> it's like, actually, we're kind of cool with that. Cool with that. Oh, really? Uh, so am I. <laughs> I'm going to stop hanging out with you now. <laughs> All right. Um, Alex, your number one was the same thing, right? George yeah. Fly? The All punch right. heard round Haledale. Hill Valley. Um, just to go back to that clock scene, the one thing as a kid, like the whole, I can maybe ask you guys if you had any problems with any of the time travel, like logic or you even cared. But the one thing I always thought as a kid, I was like, I don't know, this is not going to be messed up because they're going to blame Doc Brown for destroying the clock tower because obviously the lightning only hit it because he was doing a science experiment. That was the one thing that for me as a kid, like that stuck in my mind. I was like, no, yeah. this, the, he, they'd be mad at him and they'd be like, Save the clock tower because Doc Brown destroyed it or something. Yeah, the the problem I had is like, so what is Doc Brown supposed to do for the next thirty years? Like just buy a bulletproof vest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and invent a time machine. And invent yeah. the time machine. Yeah, he's yeah. gotta get that shit off the ground. That's the. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Else he'll just unmake everything that just happened. Yeah. So, anyway. And you like the ending with all the all the I mean like I said you you can't really think of the science but when he comes he did those changes and the only thing that changed is that his parent his parents are more well off I guess they're happier with each other his mom's not a drunk the kids have real jobs yeah. Marty I always wear a suit to the office <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but they're still in the exact same house they're, they're still I mean yeah. His, his brother wears a suit to the office, but he's still living at home. Like, what the hell is that? Like, well, maybe he just stopped by for breakfast. Like, okay. Yeah. Maybe. So what I want to know is, like, how the hell Doc Brown gets away with stealing plutonium? He doesn't. Well, Olympians were after. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, that's what I'm saying. But, like. Give him a box full of pinball parts. Like, at what point does the U.S. government step in? That's what I'm saying. Oh, well. <laughs> ah, well, it was the 80s. I think if plutonium goes missing somewhere, people know about it. Well, did it? There's like a new, well, there's a new the, story at the very beginning of the movie saying it was thought to be stolen, but now it's just a miss. Um, like the U.S. kind of covered it up like because they didn't want to be known as people who lost plutonium. So it was like a, <laughs> there's a news article that's going on our TV yeah, station. That's when Marty's uh, skateboard hits the uh, radioactive uh, the box yes. with the radioactive symbol on it under the bed. Yeah. yeah. By the way, I had that skateboard when I was a kid, and it's pretty much a shitty skateboard. <laughs> I did have it, and uh, that the guitar thing at the beginning is kind of lame, but man. If if <laughs> they talk about science, if if there was enough force in the speakers to blow him through the wall, he would have been dead. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right, one last bit of, uh, I think, 85 piece of history that kids would have no idea about. The thing that the Libyans drive their VW bus into, <laughs> the little photo booths, the photo mats that used to be out in the parking lots. Uh-huh. Your kids are going to have no idea what the hell that is. Yeah, Why would there be a booth <laughs> yeah, a little phone? What's a little house doing out there? <laughs> there's, there's still, ISTAs are like all locksmiths now, which in a way is kind of weird too, but... You still see them occasionally, yeah. They're, yeah. yeah, they've been converted into something. He can void it. 
All right, um, time for our rankings. I've already said it. Seven, this is a perfect movie. This would be in my top ten movies of all time, if not top five. I love it. Um, nothing, I can't honestly say anything, anything else. Mm-hmm. Scott? Uh, this is tough for me. Um, I'll have to, to give it a six. Um, just based on uh, how kind of uh, influential this was, at least in pop culture. Um, you know, it still holds up today, um, in part because they were smart about not really going heavy on special effects, even though it is a time travel movie. Mm-hmm. So if you think about it, like, the really only special effects are when the car travels, which still looks great, because just flames on the ground, basically, and uh, them disappearing, uh, kind of going transparent. So it mm-hmm. still holds up really well. It's just more about the kind of fish out of water, you know, man out of time thing. So, yeah, f- uh, a six. All right. For what for you keeps it from being a seven? Um, I don't know. It's it's pretty. I don't know. It's it's pretty goofy, but not always in a way that I think helps the movie out. Uh, I I don't know. It, it just I never clicked with me the way that it, it did for you guys. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, Alex. Seven. Definitely. All right. Awesome. Great film. People should watch this movie. I don't know if it's gotten out there. But, <laughs> yeah. So give give us this movie some traction, guys. Definitely. I'm <laughs> assuming if you're listening to a movie podcast, you've seen this movie. But if you haven't for some reason, we just spoiled all of it. But <laughs> all right. So our crossover list. Anything to do with time travel? Your favorite time travel device? Your favorite time travel scene? Time travel. All right. So. Um, my number five is a more recent film is Looper. Oh, mine too. All right. Um, I just like that. The whole, pr- uh, the whole premise of that movie was pretty cool. And just going back and shooting yourself and collecting the gold, living your life out until you complete your loop. Pretty cool idea. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to do time travel stories good, I think, or well. And I like, this is a newer, a newer one and... Hopefully this is the guy who's doing the new uh, Star Wars movie. He does it the same way to this because I liked it a lot. Were they time travel? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want no time travel in my Star Wars. But... <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Scott, number five. Okay, so I focused um, mostly on specific moments. Okay. Um, and uh, for my number five is from Time Bandits. The... <laughs> The whole Robin Hood scene after the the titular bandits uh, go back to jolly old England and run across <laughs> Robin Hood in the forest after they've managed a successful heist from Napoleon. And uh, Robin Hood promptly takes it from them <laughs> to give to the poor. And he has the poor line up. <laughs> and they, they, they hand the poor uh, <laughs> like all the loots, and, like gold vases and, and pearl necklaces and things like that. But as they yeah. hand it to him, this guy stands in the background and punches each of them in the face like, for no reason. And uh, John Cleese's Robin Hood asks the guy that's doing the punching, like, isn't that strictly necessary? And the, the guy just mumbles and the other guy has to translate for him and says, I'm afraid it is. And then like, he finishes with like a, like this old woman <laughs> taking a and the guy just winds up and clocks her in the face. <laughs> oh, it's gold. Awesome. 
All right, Alex. Uh, I focused on uh, time travel devices or machines okay. and stuff, the stuff that lets you travel. And I like uh, Looper because they don't really show what it is. They just shove him in this like this little box with grates on the side, and it glows white, and then all of a sudden he's back in time. I like it when they do uh, a little bit of like non-traditional type of stuff. So I thought that okay. was pretty awesome. Kind of like well, yeah. They don't need to focus. They don't need to focus on what the time machine is or how um, they do it exactly or anything like that. They just put them in the box, send them back in time. That's it. That's similar to another Bruce Willis time travel movie, right? Yeah, who's in my next? <laughs> this okay. is the next number. I, up. <laughs> I, I didn't want to say it. Okay. <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, my number four is uh, the Simpsons episode where Homer t- time travels with the toaster. <laughs> Damn it! Should have had that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we've good. talked about this a lot on this on this show, but yeah, just oh, I wish I wish I had have done that. <laughs> this is a bizarre place. <laughs> what does he say when? This is indeed a disturbing universe. <laughs> and it's Maggie, right? With yeah, James Jones, Jones, Jones voice. <laughs> Donut? What's a donut? So. Uh, we would have stuck around for three more seconds. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I don't know what uh, bit like gag out of that whole sequence was, uh, but it's probably just when he goes ape shit at the end. Yeah, <laughs> I'll touch whatever I feel like. <laughs> he takes a baseball bat, <laughs> just, just killing stuff. I just like that it took him sneezing and killing everything. Oh, this isn't going to be good. And, <laughs> and that is what it took for the Simpsons to come out on top and be the rich yeah. family with the rainy donuts. <laughs> so, uh, what's the name of that episode? Do you remember? Uh, something Quantum Homer, I think. Something like that. Okay. It's a good one. Kids, if you haven't seen it, which it. Which treehouse yeah. was it? Yeah, three? Four? I want to say I want to say four. First five years, I would think, but okay, could be wrong. Mm-hmm. I think it is. All right, Scott, number four. Okay. Uh, Terminator Two, uh, the Ooh, arrival, of, the arrival of Arnie, and all of his naked glory. And, uh, or he was having a he was having a nice walk. That was in the first movie. Yeah, this I think one, T2 does it better. T2 ah, okay. shows up with a lightning bolt and it's fucking rad. And you don't know that he's a good guy yet, by the way. Spoilers! So it's, it's still... Oh, spoilers. But so it's still uh, still pretty frightening. Well, not frightening, but... Uh, it's like, oh, pops. shit. He's, he's out to kill John Connors. Yeah. At the Galleria. <laughs> and I like how that sphere, that whatever it is that brings him back, like it takes a piece of the semi-truck away, too. Yeah. yeah. That was a pretty cool little feature. And then the, well, if you count the scene afterwards in the bar, but pretty cool. Did you close your boots and your motorcycle? Can't. <laughs> Can't let you take that man's ride. So if if they were playing it straight, he just would have fucking murdered everybody in that bar. <laughs> At that yes. point. Because <laughs> he had no directive not to murder anybody who wasn't John Connor. True. True, but he doesn't have a gun at this point, and he he's pretty brutal. It's not like yeah. he takes it easy on him. Yeah, right? he just he he just disables them. I mean, if he had to yeah. kill somebody in order for him to stop, I, I'm, I'm just kill. saying he, he like first eight movie Wolverines them. 
Yeah. Yeah. I guess. But I think still it's brutal enough with the knife. He knifes a guy. He throws a guy on a on the fryer. <laughs> Take it. Take it out, man. Keys. Pull it out. Yeah. But I think when they play the bad of the bone music, it gives it away more than anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Nice. Uh, Alex, number four. My number four is 13 Monkeys. I love 13 that. 13 Monkeys? Yeah. Oh, 12 Monkeys. My bad. I added. <laughs> yeah, added that's the sequel. You can't have enough monkeys. 12 Monkeys. It's a weird movie based on a short uh, French film that was all done in uh, photographs. French. But the time machine in that. Well, in the original, the time machine was just a dude laying in a hammock and they put an IV on him and then his consciousness goes back in time somehow. Uh and uh, in the 12 Monkeys and the actual thing, they put him in like this tube and they just accordions back at the time. They squish him into uh, the present day at the moment. And that whole look, the whole design of the post-apocalyptic future where almost none of humanity survived was pretty awesome. Very dingy and dirty and disgusting. So there you go. Yeah. 12 Monkeys. Nice. I've only seen that movie once or twice, but I remember really enjoying it. I gotta go back and watch it again. Mm-hmm. Same. Well, I've seen it more than twice, but I haven't seen it in a while. Okay. And I looked up that uh, Simpson episode. It was Time and Punishment. Ah, okay. Of, uh, <laughs> That's a good title. I didn't. I didn't look to see what. Uh, That's the one where Willie keeps getting killed. Five. Three it's episodes. Tree Horse. Treehouse of Horror 5. Ah. So I, was, I was right on. Good season. All right. Um, my number three is Star Trek for The Voyage Home. Um, oh, yeah. Slingshotting around the sun to go back in time. I don't know the logic that's going on there. But whatever. They go back in time. and there It's, be it's some Superman level logic. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. They turn the sun backwards. To, eh, never mind. Yeah. I don't want time travel in my Star Wars movies, but the couple times they've done it in Star Trek, I really liked it. First Contact and Voyage Home. Those yeah. are the ones that I know of. I don't know if it's been other, other ones, but um, I'm looking Voyage. for a nuclear whistle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, those guys, <laughs> all of them out of their element, and we're looking for the naval base in Alameda. So funny thing about that scene is they they're actually the, the lady that actually gives them directions was not an actor. The lady was actually was giving them like real. She didn't know. Well, she probably had to know they're fucking filming something, but like she didn't, she wasn't in on it. Like they just asked her, and she told him. <laughs> Some weirdos up in uh, San Francisco yeah. did too much. Did too much LDS. Yeah. Yes. The yeah the, the Spock doing the <laughs> colorful metaphors, yeah. the double dumbass, and <laughs> well, double dumbass on you. The <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Let me guess. You're from outer space. No, I'm from Kansas. I only work in outer space. Ah, <laughs> uh, Shatner. <laughs> the computer, all those scenes. So yes, Star Trek Four: Voyage Home. Look One of these days, there. I'll probably add that to my... Uh, we'll do a whole episode on that, because not a big Star Trek fan, but that, that one I loved. Scott, number three. Okay. Going to Futurama. Uh, I think I touched on time travel a few times. Um... So it's really difficult to pick. Uh, there's the Time Keeps on Slipping episode with the, with the yeah. Globetrotters, 
which yeah. is one of the best episodes of anything ever. But as far as singular moments, uh, I got to go back to the, I don't remember the name of the episode, but uh, the episode where they travel back in time to the, uh, I think it's like the fifties again. Uh, and, uh, Fry's doing everything he can to keep his grandfather from dying on this army base. Because <laughs> his grandfather's a complete moron. And he winds up he winds up like locking his grandfather away in this cabin to keep him safe. But it turns out the cabin, spoilers, uh, is is in a nuclear test range and he, he gets nuked. So now Fry's all depressed and he meets this waitress <laughs> at this diner who feels sorry for him and takes him home and they sleep together. And it turns out that it's his grandmother. So, so, mm-hmm. so again, more spoilers. It turns out that Fry's his own grandfather, and that's a, a great concept. <laughs> so, nice. I mean, are they poking fun at Back to the Future with this? No, 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 no. no. They like, have no, to be. No, I, mean, the, I, I don't. I don't, I don't think the, they were. I think they were just like the idea is that that Fry's like special, <laughs> but like kind of a short bus, short bus special, uh, short bus mm-hmm. special, and this this kind of explains it. That he's his own grandfather. So, but they went back to the fifties. Come on, that's got to be a, at least a nod. Maybe, but they're like in the desert. They're like outside of Roswell. Okay. He tries to save his grandpa. Hey, watch out! Oh, thanks for pushing me into these pile of rusty bayonets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alex, Here, number three. My number three is the hot tub from the titular hot tub time machine. <laughs> the movie is just ridiculous and over the top, and why why wouldn't a hot tub send you back in time? It's true. Awesome. Excuse and back, back to the 80s, and they have all those cliches from all the great like 80s movies and stuff. Ski school. And yeah. <laughs> awesome. The John Cusack moment. Oh, yeah? Well, I want my $2. <laughs> and like we mentioned before, Crispin Glover in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna lose that arm. <laughs> they keep waiting for it. <laughs> awesome. What's oh, gonna happen? It's gonna happen. Nice. All right. Uh, my number two is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, my was Almost on my list. <laughs> um, I not much to say here. It's awesome. It's Bill and Ted's. I love the fact that, except for the very beginning when they go back to medieval England, it's not really them being back in time as much as it is just gathering historical figures and doing all that stuff. Um, Thank you, Mr. The Kid. <laughs> yeah, I guess that too. Get him, but uh, Yeah, come on. I, I mean, I'm sure if I watched it now as an adult for the first time, I wouldn't like it at all, but I wasn't. <laughs> I was a kid when I saw it, and it's still pretty excellent. Mm-hmm. Put them in the Iron Maiden. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Execute them. Bogus. Bill and Ted's in a a phone booth, which yeah, (laughs) you just dial different numbers at different times. Yeah, and he's got the phone book, which of course is (laughs) beyond obsolete now. (laughs) Yes, but yeah, kids used to look up how to how to go to places and stuff with a phone book and where they were instead of just Google mapping it. And you have to dial one number ahead. Isn't that what Carlin says to him when they I come forget. back to the wrong? Yeah. When they come to the wrong time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they save those princesses from the royal ugly dudes. <laughs> oh, and, man. 
I, I, I might have been one of the first movies that had a Star Wars reference in it when when they were doing their medieval fights in the armor. And, you killed my father, you dickhead. <laughs> so nice. Anyway, phone booth. Back to the Future. Yep. I mean, Ted, Bill and Ted's. Both are number twos. All right, Scott, what's your number two? My number two from Spaceballs. So uh, I almost went with the, uh, and this would have worked last week for our swearing, oh, okay. the fuck, even in the future, nothing works. <laughs> yep. That was in strictly time travel. So instead, I went to the part with the VHS. <laughs> where they're <laughs> that trying was to, awesome, yeah. They're trying to figure out where the Winnebago went. And they pull out the VHS to watch the movie <laughs> that they're in. <laughs> when will then be now? Soon. Soon. <laughs> Such a dumb fourth breaking, fourth wall breaking scene, but it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> he just looks at the screen. You got, you got all that? Yeah. They replay the part where they go to ludicrous speed and he crashes into yeah. the front of the thing and he's like, <laughs> never play this again. Let's <laughs> get this part. In fact, never play it again. <laughs> yeah, Moranis. That's a hilarious scene. I wouldn't have thought of that for time travel, but I think it counts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why not? They go to ludicrous speed, so that's yeah. time travel. Then be now. Soon. <laughs> what the hell are we looking at? Spaceballs the movie. <laughs> All right, uh, Alex, that was your your number two was Bill and Ted's. Yep. My number one is Back to the Future, DeLorean. I don't like to usually use the movie we talk about in a crossover, but I had to because this is the best at it. So. Yep. DeLorean number one for me, or Back to the Future. Um, Scott number two. Uh, you mean number one? Yeah, number one. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, number one. Do you want to keep back in time? Yeah. yeah. Uh, number one is uh, my what might be my favorite line from Austin, any of the Austin Powers movies. Uh, after he's uh, after he's been unthawed, um, <laughs> and uh, Basil Exposition says the Cold War is over, <laughs> and Austin says. <laughs> Finally, those capitalist pigs will pay for their crimes, eh? Eh, comrades, eh? <laughs> Austin, those, we won. Oh, smashing. <laughs> <laughs> just easily just going with the flow, switching sides just like yeah. that. <laughs> uh, awesome. Austin Powers. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Alex? My number one is also the DeLorean, but specifically... The flux capacitor, which they make a re- it's the MacGuffin of the movie, of course. They have to power it 1.21 gigawatts in, directly into the flux capacitor in order to. It makes time travel possible. The whole uh, like explanation that he banged his head on the toilet and he saw the, the vision of how to build it and everything. It's awesome. I agree. And, and I do love the short sidedness of engineers. Just yeah, using plutonium and not realizing. Oh, what if I don't have any? <laughs> yeah, or past whatever. Well, that's why you got a Mister Fusion after that. Yeah. <laughs> so the smartest thing would be yeah, to go in the future, <laughs> went you to a time machine, go in the future once, fix everything, and then go back and do what you do. I love how Doc Brown in '55 goes. I'm sure plutonium's ready, readily available at any drugstore <laughs> in 1985, but here it's really hard to come by. <laughs> Yeah, I guess we yeah we didn't talk about that all like the stuff that Marty says like heavy and 
Is there something wrong with the gravitational pull in the future? <laughs> There's that word again. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Nice. Um, Here it is. That's that's it. Those are our lists. So what do our listeners say, Alex? Our listeners had a lot to say. Let's see. First, we have two listeners who gave us feedback. Uh, listener, Dan- <laughs> listener Daniel. And uh, he rates this as a six. Back to the Future, because he can watch, okay. enjoy it about any time. Uh, his number five for crossover is Star Trek Four, Not the best Star Trek movie at all, <laughs> but seeing the crew that was in the present day was pretty cool. Yeah, agree. Exactly. Uh, Quantum Leap. This is number four. Number three, Terminator, the first one. First real okay. time travel action flick that he ever saw. Maybe. Uh, all right, <laughs> Daniel, 12 Monkeys, also there. Sure, it's not 13. <laughs> well, that's the sequel, Thirteen Monkeys. What classifies a barrel full? <laughs> Probably thirteen. Okay. And his number one is, is Zelda, Ocarina of Time. Ooh. Nice. That is Damn. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah, it's a good that call. Might bump Looper off mine. Looper. Hmm. Looper. Nice, Daniel. Thanks, and uh, old Joe chimes in, and he gives this movie, he's on Team Jeff and Alex on this one, seven. One of the best, and I always watch it at least every few months. Wow, better than us, man. Yeah. Uh, His number five, uh, what? Oh, damn it. I really should have had this. Planet of the Apes. Oh, yeah. He loves the final scene. It's a good one. I love the scene when they, I just love the scene when they get there and, he just fucking doesn't say for no reason. Hey, hey Landon. He's, he's been in space for 10,000 years. Because it's hilarious that they're on land now? Yeah, <laughs> and he puts a little American flag. It's like nations don't mean anything here. You know? America doesn't mean anything to anybody, and he's still putting the American flag on. Uh, Heston right. doesn't do that. The other guy does that. Yeah, but that's why he yeah. laughs at him. Yeah. You're prepared to die. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Landon. Uh, Number four, Doctor Who, Day of the Doctor. That's the 10th and 11th Doctor, along with the the War Doctor. Oh, I guess this was uh, a multi-part event or a movie. I still have to watch that one. Yeah, I I think 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 Doctor Who is one of the few things where we just don't know anything about it as as a whole, right? Yeah. I cut. I thought one of you guys was going to have the TARDIS or something on here, but uh-huh. almost. But Bill and Ted. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've never, yeah, I've never gone around to Doctor Who, so it's really good. I've, I've tried. My friends are always they push me, and I've tried, and I've get like five episodes in, and I'm like, I just can't do this. The I heard part like the, it's like 800 episodes of it right now, right? Yeah, yeah. it's very intimidating to go. <laughs> My friends have like promised, like, I'll, I'll give you a list. You have to watch these episodes and not just try to go all 800 of them. <laughs> Maybe oh, yeah. I'll do that. You don't want to go back to the black and whites. Yikes. Okay, not even the black and whites. But there were some, like, the, I guess when they restarted it up in the 2000s or whatever. I don't know. But oh, that's when I started watching. Yeah. It was like the last human was like the super skinny. It was like basically skin. And it was. Oh, really yeah. It's stupid. just stretched out and stuff. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Me. <laughs> but it's supposed to be. I don't watch. Wasn't my wasn't my type <laughs> of cup that. tea. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, old Joe's number three is Terminator Two. I need nice. you to close your boots and your motorcycle. Oh, dude, old Joe, nice number two. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Already on. 
His favorite is... Oh, that's uh, Wayne's World. Never mind. <laughs> the Council of Rufus. Be excellent to each other. Uh, number one. And... Back to the Future, Doc and Marty's final scene to send him back to 1985. The build-up, the cable falling. Yeah. Awesome scene. One of the greats in all of cinema. I agree, Joe. And he has an honorable mention, which I have this movie on a Blu-ray, not surprisingly. Monster Squad, when Van Helsing comes out of limbo to drag Dracula inside of it, and they battle for all eternity. Okay. <laughs> good, Very cool. That's a good pull. <laughs> Monster Squad. But that's it. Thanks, guys. We appreciate yeah, thank it. thank you very much. Keep them coming. I can't believe no one had Superman traveling back in time to say <laughs> Yeah, maybe it's a dishonorable mention. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> All right, it's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I know sports. Sports ball. I guess uh, Gronk is some sort of professional wrestler that's coming to football. Okay. Oop. Yeah. He's in WrestleMania. He tackled some dude. I guess his persona is some football player, but I, I guess he's living his dream and becoming a real football guy. With what team? Uh, I don't know. The uh, uh, the the Miami Gators. <laughs> I'll buy it. Sport. Yeah, I'll, uh, close enough. <laughs> okay. I'll allow it. <laughs> So what's he talking about, Scott? Is he talking about Gronkowski or what? Yeah, he's talking okay. about Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, of the New the, England, the 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 wrestler Rob Gronkowski. Alex, the, of the New England clam chowders. All right, <laughs> I'll take it. Did you uh, Did you watch the Super Bowl this year, Alex? I know you did. Who won it? <laughs> it was the bad team, the Patriots, there the Cheaters. Go. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Right, Alex. Quick, quick quiz. Uh, this this was opening day for Major League Baseball. Uh, there were three games. I know Budweiser's got some new fancy baseball cans. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to name uh, the six teams real quick, and then we'll go through. I'll give you. I'll, even, I'll spot you the city. Okay. All right. So the St. Louis Blanks played the Chicago Blanks. The St. Louis Rams played the Chicago uh, Red Sox. Now you can just. Hey, just all right. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, they are the Chicago White Sox, Scott. He was close, even though it's that's not what you were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. San Francisco Blanks played the Colorado Blanks. Oh, I know the San Francisco is the Giants, and okay. the color the Colorado is uh, the Silver Bullets, the Rockies. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. Final games. The New York Blanks ta- played the Tampa Bay Blanks. Uh, the New York Mets played the Tampa Bay. Well, it's Flo- it's not the Gators like in Back to the Future too. Uh, what do they have in Tampa Bay? That's an animal. Retired Jewish. <laughs> there it is. No, Tampa oh, Bay one's hard. It's, it's not even a real team. Was it the Rays? Is it like yeah, the Mets? Yeah, there, yeah, there you go. I knew it was some sort of. You're wrong with the New York team, but. Yeah, but, you didn't know the Yankees for some fucking reason. Yeah. <laughs> you knew the Mets. Yeah. All right, All right. I'll What's take the Mets. Mets you know what though? You know what? I'll take the Mets. You're right, Alex. Um, All right. How am I supposed to know the difference between two teams in the same city? Hey, I know. Um, 
we have a lot of fans who like wrestling. So as we're doing this, WrestleMania was just today. We didn't really get to watch it. I really don't really know. But if you guys want to talk about it, send us some Facebook notes. We'll be glad to. <laughs> yeah, that was where read them. The wrestler, gr- the Gronk, was that was oh, his... is that where it happened? Yeah. Oh. oh then okay. it became a football player. It was like his retiring wrestling match. <laughs> Was the San Diego chicken there fighting Pete Rose? And the or... Philly fanatic. <laughs> the Philly fanatic. What's his uh, signature move? The Shattered Dreams? That was gold dust. <laughs> That's still the best name for a move. <laughs> uh, All right. It's time for Neom News. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. Okay. Uh, starting this off with a little bit of news. Uh... Would you call it a tidbit? Eh, maybe. Uh, I read that Joss Whedon is doing, uh, or is attached anyways, to do a Supergirl movie. Uh, the, the most no. interesting thing about this to me is that... It's Catwoman. Is it Catwoman? Yeah. You sure it wasn't Supergirl? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. All right, pretend it's Supergirl. I'll look it up. All right, as as we verify this. um, Either way, um, I do think it's interesting that he's... Uh, doing a property from a different studio. Mm-hmm. Um, this goes to show that, like, these guys, like, as much as Joss... We were Whedon, both wrong. It's Batgirl. It's Batgirl. <laughs> yeah. split, split the difference. Yeah. <laughs> we basically did. Yeah. Supergirl. Yeah. Supergirl and Catwoman. You get Batgirl. Batgirl. That's right. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, Batgirl. Uh, it, it is interesting that he wants to do this property for, the, uh, you know, the different studio. Um, so even as heavily invested in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that Joss Whedon is, he doesn't really give a shit about Marvel in and of itself. You know, the, these guys just kind of want to do their the comic book movies they want to do, mm-hmm. which I think is cool. Uh, you know, unless you're J.J. Uh-huh. Abrams, just gets to do everything for some reason. Um, mm-hmm. It's, I, I don't know, I, I'm interested to see what he what he does with kind of the uh, a, a smaller scale project, something a lot more in his wheelhouse. You know, something a lot closer to like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Um, as as it, the comparisons will inevitably be uh, to a uh, bad girl movie. Uh, but uh, it could be cool. I mean, it's not coming anytime real soon. But how long? I mean, he's how, known for writing female characters well. So how long until the suits take control? Well, I think he's got enough clout that he can just kind of do whatever he wants. I sure as hell hope so. Jeebus age. I Ben Affleck didn't have. That's why he quit, right? I mean, these yeah. guys are. Well, no, I think he quit because he didn't want to pull double duty. That was that. I think that's, that's what he said publicly. I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that's the narrative. Um, you, I mean, yeah. you could be. I'm pretty sure he could have fought back and everything, but he's like, you know what? I don't want to deal with this shit. Hmm. Okay. We'll see. I, I I think it's a. If it's true, it's good. It'd be cool. I, I like the fact that they're. Kind of just going after these. I don't know if you call them B lineup, but it kind of is. Now they're doing that Gotham City Sirens. So now you're gonna have a Batgirl movie. Then you're also gonna have another movie with Harley Quinn and maybe Catwoman and Poison Ivy and stuff. Maybe they can all meet up at some point. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's it's too bad that that property didn't take off. Uh, at least not on the version they did for Fox. The Sirens. Mm-hmm. That was on Fox? It wasn't on Fox. You're talking about the, sh- the show? Yeah. Now, that's just called Gotham. No, no, no. There, was, totally there was the Sirens show. There was? Yeah. 
Or maybe I'm thinking of Huntress. <laughs> I don't know. No, there was there was a movie that was based on the DC. <sighs> I know the Gotham City Sirens is something new that David Ayer is doing. The guy who did uh, Jesus Christ, the last DC movie that came out with Harley Quinn and the Joker. Oh, Suicide Squad. Will Smith. Yeah, the guy who did that is doing something called Gotham City Sirens. That's his next movie. Okay. There, there could have been something on TV, but I I don't know about that. I just know that the sirens thing is happening, and that's. Yeah. Well, there was the there was the Huntress show, which was like Batman and Catwoman's daughter that had some DC characters, which never yeah. really took off. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Um, uh, anyway, uh, speaking of DC, uh, the the DC animated universe or whatever the hell it's called uh they just premiered at wondercon uh the judas contract uh which is a teen titan movie um this weekend uh again i i really like most of the dc animated stuff Um, kind of i don't know it makes up for the stuff going on on the big screen but there's some really good stuff in there between the the animated movies and the animated series that they have um, and a lot of it's available on Netflix. Uh, like, yeah, I, I, you know, I recommend if you're into DC at all, um, the Justice League Unlimited is a lot of fun. Um, the the other um, straight up Justice League they did before that um, is also really good. Um, a lot of these animated movies are are a lot of fun. Um, the the other night I watched Justice League Dark, which was an animated movie that came out some point last year but it it focuses in on some of the um the, i can't remember right now but the dc has the kind of dark line of uh of comics that has like a separate brand name to it oh Maybe dark Alex no 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 it's uh Vert- vertigo, vertigo. Thank you, oh, okay yeah the the vertigo line and so it had a bunch of the vertigo characters in there oh, so sweet. like um, like Constantine, uh, Dead Men, Swamp Thing, uh, Swamp Thing um, had Zatanna, who kind of goes back and forth between that and Justice League. Yeah, since so she's a magician um, and whatnot. Yeah, but it it was it was all right. Um, like they're trying to do whatever they can with that Constantine character. <laughs> uh, the, the movie and then the, the show recently and then this. And I think the show on this was actually the same guy, uh, same actor. Mm. Uh, so yeah, a lot of a lot of DC stuff going on, at least with the animation. Uh, cool. So, I have to check so, it out. So yeah, we're running long here. So, um, but we never run long. Yeah, I know. Uh, Jeff, do you have any uh, news or tidbits? Um, nope. The other question I was going to ask you guys: Did you guys see Ghost in the Shell this weekend? I did not see it. Nope. Haven't seen it yet. I kind of see it just for the the spectacle of it. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I enjoyed the the original movie, um, the the two yep. different um, anime series that they've made. Uh, well, one was a, a proper series, and then there was a like a three episode and a one off when they redid it, which is also yep. really. Um, so I recommend both of those. Standalone Complex is the the big one, and then yeah, that was I awesome. Forget, I forget what the the other three are called. I know there was one. There's one called Arise. That's yeah, kind of, yeah, that, that yeah. one's all in 3D, right? Yeah, on 
I don't know if it's all in 3D, but it, it uh, uh, yeah, that one was, I don't know if the, the, all three of them together are called Arise, but yeah, it was like a kind of different animation and they kind of, it's kind of a little reboot. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of do the, like the British thing where uh, they just have like three long pseudo episodes that are more movies than episodes kind of play into the whole thing as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, the one piece of news I was going to say is uh, Rogue One's out now digitally if you want to download it, and I think this week it comes out on Blu-ray. So Ooh. I buy most of my stuff digitally today, so I watched it the other day. Still holds up. I think now that I own <laughs> it... still it, holds up a whole yeah. year later. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, you know me, I change my decisions all the time, so I, nothing's really changed here. Um, I will say, like, I'll fast forward through some parts. Some of the stuff with uh, old lazy eye. Um, <laughs> his scenes are a little, a little, little long there. That's that stupid squid monster and stuff. But the ending's oh, so good. What's a new Star Wars movie without a stupid squid monster? Come on. It's true. What's any sci-fi movie without a squid monster? Yeah. We, there's no imagination. <laughs> what if that? Let's was, put some tentacles on this thing. I wonder if that was like J.J. Abrams' thing, where he's like, "All right, I'll, I'll step back, but." <laughs> <laughs> There better be a goddamn tentacle monster in this thing. Or I'm <laughs> fucking walking. Yeah. All right. It's in the contract. <laughs> and I'm assuming you guys didn't go to WonderCon this weekend. I did not. Yeah, yeah. me either. The local con. Yeah. yeah. I saw the peeps dressed up walking around. Some of those cosplays getting really, really good. I avoided the area because I didn't want to yeah. deal with traffic. <laughs> yeah. We were at a brewery yesterday and Cable walked in. I had no idea who it was, but Matt's like, oh, it's Cable. And then some Minotaur chick. I don't know if it's a girl. It's a Minotaura. I don't know what you'd call it. <laughs> I think it's gender, gender neutral. <laughs> okay. So, all right, that's it. That's like all I got. Alex? Cool. Nope. No tidbits. I'm done. All right, I'll, I'll finish off by saying that I'm a little bit further into Mass Effect. Um, I'm still enjoying it. Um, basically the same problems I had before, although it is crashed on me a couple of times, Yeesh. um, which, you know, for the, for the 360, I mean the Xbox one, <laughs> it'd yeah. be weird if it was for the 360. Um, yeah. you know, I, I, I don't get worked up like a lot of people do when these AAA games get released. I'm like, Oh, how could there be crashes? And this is unacceptable. I, I, I know as much as it sucks when you drop $60 on a thing and it's not perfect, um, that people get upset, but. I, you know, I, I just think so much goes into these things, and they they do get fixed um, if people are a little patient. Um, but that's just my take on it. I know people rightfully get upset with this, or not rightfully, but they understandably get upset when the the stuff isn't you know exactly the way they want it to be mm. uh, the second it's released. Uh, well, so I think the exception for me, I forgive a lot. From uh, AAA games these days, soft locking is annoying, but it's fine because it's like, oh, I kind of found something. It feels like I found something new or an exploit that I didn't find. But if it, if a game just right just crashes, it's like, no, that's unacceptable. You should make your sure your game does not crash at all. Yeah. So that's that's a sticking point for me. I don't know. It's just it's one thing when they're like I think when developers are making the game and then when it gets into the wild and you have you know, a million people <laughs> doing True, shit yeah, that, constantly that perhaps the game wasn't entirely intended for. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or as, as Jeff likes to say, working as implemented. 
Yeah, I stole that from a guy at work, but yes. I, know. I like, I like Jeff, I appreciate that you credit this random guy every time I bring it up. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good one. a friend of mine. Uh... Yeah. Brian with a Y. <laughs> I, got one of those. I got one of those at work, too. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere. Oh, it's the same guy. It could be. Twist. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All right, that wraps up this week. Uh, but what are we talking about next week, Scott? Uh, next week we'll be talking about mobster and Scorsese classic Goodfellas. How am I fucking funny? <laughs> Jeebus. All right, what's the topic? Yeah, what's the topic? Uh, we'll be doing our favorite hits. Oh, so, like, mob, like mob hits? Not, or any kind of hit. Mob hits, just assassinations. 80s hits. Whatever you want to call it. 80s hits. Hits of the 90s. <laughs> not, not the 90s. Yeah. Could it be like Troy Gloss doubling in two runs in game seven or six? No. <laughs> uh, no. My favorite hit of that, that Nazi guy getting punched in the face. <laughs> uh, the angel game? Hitler? <laughs> anyway... All right, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> we at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. <laughs>